Ayo, welcome into the CHGO White Sox podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app today and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome into a remote version of the CHGO White Sox podcast. I'm Sean Anderson coming to you live from my home, and that's Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter at Eknerall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. He's coming to you from the Burbs. Indeed, the Tri-Cities, as they call it out here, St. Charles, Geneva, and Batavia. Beautiful land out here. What's your favorite of the three? St. Charles, of course, because it's St. Charles. I've been out here. Colonial's right here. It's an ice cream place that's awesome down the street, this downtown St. Charles area. Also great. And no other celebrity lives in the other two cities. Well, they have two celebrities who are married to each other, Jenna McCarthy and the great Mark Wahlberg. No, sorry, Donnie Wahlberg. His oh, brother. I had no idea. Yeah, they have a house out here, apparently. Oh, okay. I had no idea that Jenny McCarthy was even married to a Wahlberg. And, appara- so, and apparently, know. like, Jared Payton lives around the area, and the, the flagship, he has a part owner out here in St. Charles. But it's all a beautiful area out here. It's much better than the area I grew up in, We even though Wheaton is thought of as a higher-class place. St. Charles is much, a, much more beautiful, and it's a better place to be. Yeah, those Tri-Cities, I don't even think I've been up there. What's the worst of the three? Batavia uh, sounds the worst. I mean, I guess if you're saying the worst, yeah, Batavia is the worst because I uh, apparently the uh, the highfalutin people are in Geneva. St. Charles is just the regular place, and then Batavia is the the slums, and it's not even slums. I guess <laughs> I guess the people of Geneva turn their nose at the the pores at in Batavia with over five hundred thousand dollar homes. Ugh, hey, hey man, get out Gen- of here, Geneva. Pores. Love their convention, friends. Um, yes. <laughs> I got uh, some chats already coming in. Uh, Al talking about the headline. We are going to be talking about the White Sox possibly being a below 80 win team in 2023. We have some fan graphs, zips projections for you to run over. Al saying, I think the Sox can run the same team out there. And if healthy and max effort, win 90 games or more. It's a lot of ands, ifs, or buts, but we'll talk about all of those a little bit later. Uh, Connor also in the chat. His Canada team gave a valiant effort against Belgium, but they couldn't uh, get the win there. And also AJ, joining us from Australia. Isn't Belgium like one of the best teams in soccer now? Soccer uh, expert yeah. Sean Anderson. They uh they have their golden generation. That's that's the what they're calling this team. So yeah, Belgium, Belgium, pretty good. Right next to Germany, I think. Who knew? Who knew? I, I didn't. Uh, I learned that today. Uh, I, I knew it was in the area, but I didn't know it was right next to Germany. But, you know, today you learn. Uh, let's talk. Or, or so they say. Uh, let's talk about some Jose Abreu. We were supposed to get to this yesterday, but we kind of got sucked up in the uh, whole Mark Burley talk. And again, uh, if you are seeing any pro Mark Burley Hall of Fame stuff, use that hashtag uh, hashtag bust for the number early uh and that way we can you know get some traction let's keep market five percent let's keep them on the ballot for 10 years a win's a win thing uh people uh, we also got 17 people watching so make sure you like the video but let's jump in to jose abreu we were going to talk about some teams that are interested in jose and one of those teams that leaked out was uh possibly the nationals and i said oh dear god uh imagine if the nationals hmm. just like they signed nelson cruz to a one-year deal uh, i actually think that was a two-year deal uh but they signed the legend nelson cruz last year to fill out that roster what if they spend all that money they're not spending on actual players on jose abreu and he wastes his time in washington because they gave him the most money uh so we'll talk about uh that i mean is that the worst case scenario he goes to a non-contending team 
yes, that's the worst case scenario. Then that tells them that he just wanted to play baseball no matter what. And the White Sox pretty much rejected him and didn't want him to play on their team, uh, you know, for other reasons than his performance. And if he just goes to the Nationals, I don't see that happening because, as he says, he wants to compete. He wants to win championships, and the Nationals don't represent that. You know, he could say, hey, the Nationals give me this money. If it's a two-, three-year deal, they're not competing. Somebody comes checks for me at the end of July and trades me to a contender there. That could be a, a plan, and I'm sure that was Nelson Cruz's plan because you don't want to languish your last playing days in a crappy situation out there in Washington with both them losing – looking for new ownership and just instability all throughout, you probably don't want to be a national right now unless you're just, they're just giving away money to get, you know, to some type of threshold. Um, Otherwise there's no reason for the Washington nationals to be signing Jose Abreu and no reason for Jose Abreu to be signing with the Washington nationals. Right. And I think I'd be really disgusted if it happened. I mean, I was surprised with Nelson Cruz, too, because I kind of wanted him as a DH. If, if they couldn't mm-hmm. get Kyle Schwarber, eh, you know, why not take Nelson Cruz? Uh, Nelson Cruz, a free agent. You know, Black Friday's coming up, Herb. Maybe they could get some deals on the 42-year-old. Uh, but I, I look at Jose Abreu and all the spots that he's been reported to possibly go. Uh, we can say Boston is interested. We can say that Houston is interested. We could say Miami is interested. We could say the Cubs are interested and we could say San Diego are interested. Those are at least uh, reported and uh, reported by the Fangraphs uh, free agent matrix uh, C. Uh, so shout out to John Becker who put that together. Uh, but the only teams that are going to scratch off Jose Abreu for are the Yankees after they resigned uh, Mr. Anthony Rizzo. And the other team they're going to sc- scratch off, I think is uh, the Phillies after they, I think locked down uh, Reese Hoskins. They have Kyle Schwarber and they have Bryce Harper, so they don't need another big bat. And they have Castellanos. So uh, really only crossing off the Yankees and Phillies. You see any dark horses possibly popping up here? I mean, is, is the Nationals the dark horse then? I mean, I guess that would be a dark horse, but I would see like another team that is close to the division or in the division that Jose Abreu goes to. I mean, I know Josh Naylor is a pretty solid first baseman, but there's no rule that they can't get another solid guy in Jose Abreu. And I would get them for the Guardian's sake, just so he can stop hitting against Shane Bieber. Because if anybody (laughs) eats versus Shane Bieber, it's Jose Abreu. Yes. Uh, and I, I mean, well, any right hander. I mean, we we're going to talk about chance and junks junk a little bit later. And uh, the Cubs are talking about how he only made four career starts. And I remember chance and junk being one of those generic right handers who just came up against the White Sox and just dominated. Uh, so, I mean, my, you know, Jose Abreu is the one consistent guy who you can give a get a right hand at a bat from. Exactly. And I, I would be one of these teams out there and I'm looking on the Twitter sphere. Everybody's excited about Jose Abreu, even though the dip in power, that is the only thing people can hold against Jose Abreu. The numbers still played in 2022 when everything else was zapped out of the White Sox. And I'm looking at Padres fans being excited. I'm looking at Cub fans being excited about the prospects of getting Jose Abreu. Same thing with the Astros fans. Our guy KPW is thinking about maybe the Red Sox be a dark horse, but they're really not competing. I mean, they're going to be losing Xander Bogarts. Rumors are they're putting people into the trade market, you know, just, you know, seeing that the American League East is tough. They're probably just going to like lose uh, their starting pitcher. Nathan Valdi is going to be gone. So 
looks like a rebuilding, real retooling uh, year for the Boston Red Sox. Another one. So that'll be really tough for me to sell like Jose Abreu going to the Boston Red Sox because I firstly don't like the team. And then secondly, they don't seem like competing and they're not Jose Abreu away from solidifying a playoff roster or anything like that. I think Baltimore right now would be a more uh, palatable place for Jose Abreu to go to. At least you could see the, the meter going up on that team. Yeah, I mean, I, I would be fine with Baltimore. That'd be pretty fun. But uh, Boston, I think he'd probably hit like 55 doubles, which would also be a blast. But I, I, I wonder, because they're paying Hosmer and uh, Tristan Casasas or whatever his name is. He's a top prospect and he plays first as well. So they don't, they might not want to like overload that position too much. Uh, Shirek Bobby saying any chance Jose just retires. I'd be shocked by that. We got a little bit of that in spring training, but I don't really see that being the course that will, that will take happen. I think he's hitting the market and I think he's, he's searching for a deal. So I I don't know. I think Dan's asking the question that makes me wonder the most, you know, will it take the most money or the best chance to win? If it's the best chance to win, call up Houston. If you, if you really want to ring that team's always in it, don't go to San Diego. Don't go to the Cubs who might offer you the most money. Don't go to Boston, go to Houston. If you want to win a ring, Go to the place that's going to have Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman and Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Tucker and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. All of those uh, McCullers, you know, Garcia, uh, Urquidy, uh, uh, Valdez, Valdez. I mean, they don't even need Verlander. So, yeah, riches. Yeah. Ridiculous. Just a ridiculous team. And somebody was talking to me about. Well, the Houston Astros were ninth in payroll. And the White Sox were seventh. Do you saying the, the White Sox didn't spend their money right? It's like, yeah. It's like Houston spends their money well on the major league staff and on the minor league staff and on player development and on research and development, everything. That's why the Houston Astros are where they're at. Yeah, cheating in 2017, but this championship, I think, is kind of undeniable. Like, for all the stuff that we want to hold against them in 2017, I'm thinking 2022 is just their superior, far superior. We said that at the beginning of the year, and they ended that with players being injured and even the players they acquired not being really good. Like Trey Mancini was not really good in his Houston Astros days, except for with the glove at the end of that uh, World Series game. So, yeah, they're just a a machine where they can just lose Carlos Correa and like no skin off our back. And like you just said, oh, Justin Verlander is a free agent. All right, man, Justin, it sucks to lose you, um, but um, I'm I'm sure we have somebody else. In the minors, <laughs> or we're gonna get somebody, and he's gonna be great. It's so, that kid. We're good. It's that kid, Hunter Brown, who literally has mimicked Justin Verlander's mechanics. They just created Justin Verlander. They just drafted a kid and said, "Hey, why don't you be Justin Verlander?" He said, "All right, bet." Um, I do want to go to the chat real quick. Uh, Miguel Aguilar had a very sweet comment that I wanted to mention. Uh, Thanks for keeping me company at work every day. Grandal will be back on fire. Uh, We appreciate you listening to us at work, and hopefully Grandal will be back. And our guy, Stefan Bardo, always bringing the heat with another super chat. We appreciate the $5 super chat, Stefan Bardo. Uh, Thank God. Socks are in the AL Central. I think with Pedro and the coaching staff, they will have the energy. I'm very excited about 2023 season, a fresh start, uh, and happy Turkey Day. He follows up as well. Happy Turkey Day to everybody who will be celebrating, uh, and, and you know, hopefully it's a good one to you and yours. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about the AL Central and how weak they are uh, a little bit later, but I don't know. Like Part of the reason why Zips is projecting the White Sox to be at 76 wins, and we'll get to that you know a little bit later, I think it's Jose Abreu not being on the team, obviously. Um, but the whole point is that 
if Jose Abreu puts up four war for the White Sox, the idea is in 2023 that Aloy Jimenez will put up hopefully, you know, four war of his own, just hitting a DH. And then Andrew Vaughn hopefully could put up around a three and a half war. And then that way you you have those two guys giving you about seven war. But, uh, you know, we, we know that Jose Abreu uh, really signed himself last time he was a free agent and he signed for about market price. The qualifying offer then was about $18 million uh, and then signed for three years, about $18 million per. So do you expect him to go to a team that's going to give him the best chance to win or make the most money? I think he's probably thinks that he's made enough money in his life to be more than satiated and more than well compensated. So now he's not going to take a discount, but I think he'll be taking the team that is, or he thinks he fits in the best. The double-edged sword with Houston for me is yes, they're good. But if Jose were to fall off or have a slow start as he usually does in April, May, Houston is on a championship trajectory like all the time. And so they, I can see them saying, Hey, uh, it's been real Jose um, grab some bench three out of these seven games or something like that. We got this hot shot, young uh, prospect that wants to play first base. He'll just do it. Whatever you go to a team that needs you and doesn't really have anything behind you. And you signed you for a decent amount of years. So you have some security that you're going to be on that team. Then you, you know, have some stability and that, team and that player knows hey even though i'm gonna struggle in april may because that's what i do every year this team's gonna stick with me they're gonna battle through with me so i see him going to the team not with the best chance to win but with a great chance to win and not the highest price uh that's out there so yeah i'm thinking the nationals would have to put out the best deal for him to even think about that firstly and then you know the cubs and you know another team that is not in the the hunt for a championship next year, even though they're going to be improved would have to put up real money. And the only reason, or one of the main reasons he would sign with the Cubs is not having changed much of his life, same city, a familiar place in Wrigley to play ball. And he can still do his thing there. People will still love him. I think ultimately he's just going to be signing for probably a team that is in the hunt. And I could see the Houston Astros saying, yeah, Jose, you're my guy. But also, I could see the scenario I just laid out that Houston, after a while, is like, ah, we can't, we can't have you, and then waits until August Abreu shows up. Yeah, I'm surprised he hasn't signed yet, honestly, because Rizzo was the big domino, and I think the Yankees wanted to get Rizzo off their plate so they could focus on Judge. But who else is going to be signing at the first base position? I guess Josh Bell, but he's younger. He's a switch hitter. He's not really the same player as Jose Abreu. I think Abreu's market's completely different. Then Josh Bell. So I do really wonder what Jose is waiting for. Is he waiting for the White Sox to possibly wait and extend an offer? And is he going to wait for them? Uh, I'm, I'm not really sure uh, because Rizzo has been signed for about He's waiting two for weeks Brandon now. Belt to set the market. Belt's not a free agent. I thought he was. Is he? Is I, he? Thought he was. They... I thought he was. Uh, I thought he was uh, like assumed to be a White Sox target. And I can oh, see no, he that. Is. I could see that type of garbage being on the White Sox. Not the player. Just Brandon Belt, last legs of his career, coming here hitting singles, and you know it's going to be the yes in like six ninety. It's going to be the Jack Peterson thing where they 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 offered him and Jack Peterson said no, not enough money. So then they went out and got Adam Eaton. So maybe they'll go to Jose Bray and be like, oh, fifteen million dollars, and we'll be like, no, I want to make eighteen million dollars, and they'll say, okay, Brandon Belt, seven and a half million dollars. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, 
You're left-handed too, Brandon Belt. Yay. Right. Hey. Uh, if you had a pick right now where he'd end up, what team do you think he signs with? Houston. Yeah. It just makes too much sense. They've already had a legendary Cuban uh, first baseman there for years, won championship with him, and Guriel. You just replace him with a younger version of Guriel and a guy who's won MVP recently that's still kind of good. Yeah, and I think that he probably will sign for a year. I don't know if he really wants that long-term uh, deal. I think someone asking, I think it was Shirek Bobby asking, you know, will he sign long-term or will he retire? Um, I think he could retire if he wins a World Series. And uh, looking at the Astros, and I think you brought up, you know, someone saying, uh, you know, the Astros had a lower payroll than the White Sox in 2022. Uh, it's because Alex Bregman was making like $12 million. Now he's making 30. So he is, he sees a about an $18 million price jump in his contract. Lance McCullers still making $15 million. But the real big thing is Jordan Alvarez only making $7.8 million. Kyle Tucker uh, still in his arbitration year. So this could be something where they go out and they try to get Rodon and Jose. Um, maybe Justin Verland, there's too much money to bring back. But as Russ did say, they go get the Texas kid or, I think he lives in Texas, right? Who, Rodon? Carly, yeah, he gives Texas energy. I from, mean, he went to North Carolina he's State. from Miami area, went to North Carolina State. I think he lives he still in Texas. the North Carolina area, if, I, if I'm reading that correctly. Or maybe Ashley's from Texas? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe yeah, I'm not sure, uh, but he gives Texas vibes. So, hey, uh, maybe they signed Jose Abreu and Carlos Rodon, and my heart will ache. But uh, I, I think I'm with you that – Houston ends up signing Jose, and if any other team is going to win a World Series, I hope it's the one that has Jose Abreu on it, and I don't really care if they cheated in 2017 or not. It's mostly for Jose. Uh, we do want to let if White Sox fans or yourself would root for Jose. You just said maybe you would root for Jose Abreu and the Astros if he was on the Astros. I would I, if if, if the Astros. If it was like this year and the the White Sox were not in the playoffs, I would root for the Astros if they had Jose Abreu. One hundred percent, absolutely. It'd just be, I mean, mm. like Trey Mancini. We didn't really, you know, we didn't, we're, we weren't really rooting for Trey Mancini this year or rooting against Trey Mancini. Really, weren't rooting against Dusty Baker. My life didn't change when the Astros won the World Series this year. So if they win it with Jose Abreu, yeah, who cares? That'd be awesome. Jose Abreu wins a World Series. I wish, wish it was yeah, with the White yeah. Sox, and it's their fault for screwing that up. It is. Yeah, I, I would find it very hard to root for the Astros as a whole. I would definitely be checking in for Jose Abreu at bats, making sure that I cheer when he does something well. But otherwise, I'm not sitting there looking at Alex Bregman like, let's go, Alex, get a double. That tool. But now he's got, you know, the Crawford boxes if he if he signs to Houston. So all he's got to do is hit those little, little pop flies and, you know, it's just a little trot to home with Bregman on second. So, uh, and plus, like, what are you going to pitch around Jose Abreu and then bring up Jordan Alvarez? Like, come on, uh, that's 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 disgusting. So, yeah, I, I think Tucker, Bearsman are riches, right? I'm Jose sure that, I, like I said, I'm sure they have somebody that's replacing somebody that's just getting blocked down there in Astros uh, minor league system. I, I mean, they're pretty set at every position. Bregman at third, Pena at short, Altuve at second catcher's a little bit iffy, but they'll probably just re-sign Maldonado or in Vasquez. And then what left field slash DH is Alvarez Tucker's and right field to really like centers their weak spot center and first are their weak spot. So, and then they got to get another starter, but I mean, that team's, you know, they lost about $25 million in, in Verlander salary. So I think they could still afford 
something there. Um, Jeremy Bradford saying Sox need to go over the $200 million payroll if they want to win the AL Central. They won't. Uh, and Fred saying mm-hmm. if Jose signs in Houston, he gets put on the disavowed list. So some teams or wow. some Sox fans would uh, would say no more to Jose if he signed in Houston. Uh, Thanksgiving is coming up. It's tomorrow. Three big NFL games. So DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. Very excited for that Bills-Lions game. I like the Bills minus nine. I like the under of 54. I like the Bills to score a touchdown. I like the Giants to cover cover their 10 points uh, as well. I do like the, I think, under in that game yeah under 45 and a half in that game and i also like micah parkins two sacks and four sacks i'm giving you a ton of bets here right now and that's why you a new customer can bet just five dollars on any nfl team to win their game and get 150 dollars in free bets if you do so if you want to bet on the bills that easy win that early thanksgiving morning they get that win and then they get 150 dollars in free bets to bet on the uh giants cowboys game the vikings patriots game it is going to be a very fun holiday if you do so. And also, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with the DraftKings Stepped Up Same Game Parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same game parlay, and combine multiple bets with like which team you like to win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, and the bigger your shot to win big. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code CHGO and place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $100, $150 in free bets if they do only a directing sportsbook with code CHGO and minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And with the holiday season coming up, you might be looking for a gift for the golfer in your life. Pins and aces is the official golf apparel partner of CHGO. We love our pins and aces gear and our guy, Steven, our producer gets tons of compliments on and off the course when he's hitting the links too cold to do that right now, but it's the perfect time to buy golf gear Not for today. the next season. Great. I haven't gone get out, outside. Get out. Get out today. Oh, man. It's like 55 out here in the Tri-Cities. <laughs> yeah, go golfing. Beautiful. It's dark out. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. They have, go they have lights on somewhere. Yeah, Put some go, pins and aces on. You go, go to Top Golf. They'll, they'll allow pins and aces at Top Golf. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're a family-owned golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even our favorite beer sleeve. Bring that to Top Golf. Why not? Sneak in seven beers right there inside your golf bag and keep drinks cold the entire round of top golf you can drink at top golf and not even let them know uh so check out pinsandaces.com and use code chgo to receive 15 percent off your first order and get free shipping that's pinsandaces.com code chgo to receive 15 percent off your first order and get free shipping paying them bills very nice all right let's move on to our next topic and that is going to be i'm blanking on it herb why it's not the fan graphs thing oh and by the way i do want to bring that up uh the mike petriello thing where he's like uh there's probably 20 teams who should who would want to take a flyer on bellinger which is why he'll get a bigger 23 salary than you think like if you're the tigers a's marlins rockies dear god rockies even center field uh, even center field needy contenders like Blue Jays or maybe Phillies, you're thinking it. And then uh, the Rockies today among teams interested in Cody Bellinger. Uh, so what did I say? I said, Cody Bellinger, the Rockies are probably like, yeah, let's take him from the in rival division and let's let him hit 40 home runs and in, in, in cores. Yeah. I mean, for him, it would be great because of the light air and all that stuff. But also it's a cavernous center field out there. And, uh, be tough to rebuild your value out there in Colorado because literally 
if we were looking for a Colorado player that was currently on the free agent market, what would we be saying? All oh, those numbers are inflated. Oh, look at that. Look at the home road splits. He's only doing that because of the light air in Colorado. And so you don't want the question marks with you. You want, hey, I'm hitting because I'm good now. I'm re- rehabilitated. So, yeah, Colorado sounds good to a player who's wants to hit a bunch of home runs. But also, if you're trying to get paid after this year, which will be 28 after the 2023 season, I believe, still in his prime, you got to go to another team that's got some shine to it and also would it be conducive to you getting a big-time contract with either them or another team in the free agent market? I mean, you could see t- players doing that all the time and trying to reestablish their trade value or their uh, their market value by just going on a one-year deal to a team where they can uh, show their worst. And I don't know if Colorado would be the team I would go to if I was a free agent. But, yeah, they can drive up the market and his money, and you can act like, okay, man, yeah, Colorado, that sounds great. And then go back to whoever, whatever team and say, you know, Colorado's offered me $23 million. What you got? Rocky. And if they, if they come a little closer, like 22, I'm like, all right, then I'm going there instead of you, Colorado. Sorry, can't go there with you and Chris Bryant being hurt all the time. Rockies gave uh, Chris Bryant, what, about $187 million? So yes. Right, but if, if they're going to give me, though. if they're going to give you like seven years for, you know, as – Elrad says, you know, $25 million. I don't think Cody Bellinger is going to get that. But if he gets a player opt out every year, you know, he'll take a, take a deal like that. But, you know, I don't know. If you can get security in a place like Colorado, why not go hit 40 home runs each and every year? That'd be fun. Um, I mean, Ruff- I mean, we were just talking about yesterday with the Hall of Fame ballots. People are arguing Todd Helton's Hall of Fame candidacy. Oh, they're stupid. Because, because of Coors Field. They're literally like, that's one of the reasons why he's not in the Hall of Fame. Right, and because that's, and that's he played all his games in Coors Field, all his home games there. And it's like, hey, Herb, do you know what? Something was easy to tell when watching Nolan Arenado in Coors Field that he was good at baseball. Yeah, do you know what it was easy to tell about Matt Holiday when he was in Coors Field that he was good at baseball, but bad at touching home plate? I knew you were gonna go there. Um, do you know what, what what was very apparent about Larry Walker in Colorado that he was good at baseball? Um, you know, like I don't know. There's not a lot of actual examples of guys being that much worse like who are the guys that are being boosted up to cores and hitting 20 home runs carlos gonzalez with that swing would have hit 40 home runs at any ballpark i mean dj lemay was pretty good at cores and then he left cores i mean he actually wasn't that good in yeah, cores he was, he was better much better York. as a yankee because of the short porch too but i would try to think of a guy that didn't get his just due or left cores and was like Ugh. Not good. I could do the opposite with CJ Crone was kind of coming on in Minnesota. Then he went to Detroit, got hurt. And then last year was hitting bombs. So maybe CJ Crone is getting the benefit of the doubt of Coors Field and making him look like a more powerful hitter than he is. And his free agency market, when he does hit free agency, people will be like, you're CJ Crone from Detroit, Minnesota. You're not CJ Crone from Colorado. Yeah, but his his numbers aren't like super inflated 129 OPS and 107 OPS. His highest OPS season was 123 um, in Tampa Bay. Highest home run season was 30. Uh, he just hit 29 and, and 28 um, in Colorado. But I mean, even then in 2019, he was 25. So I think a lot of the Crone thing is just being healthy. 
And, you know, Russ is saying Dante Bichette and Andres Galarraga, but Bichette, I don't know if that was Coors. I think that might have been a little something else. Go look at Dante Bichette's body. That was a little bit uh, uh, unique. I'll say that. And Andres Galarraga, I still remember the moonshots he hit in Miami. It's like, I mean, that guy hit the, the like the 475 foot home run in mm-hmm. pro player park. Like, that guy had power no matter where he was. When he was an expo too, right? I think so. And he was hitting bombs. Yeah. I mean, I just say, I would use Colorado and I don't know why Chris Bryant in this as a, as a team that I can uh, levy some, uh, have some leverage on other teams for and just say, Colorado's offering me the Chris Bryant deal. Can you come close? You can cool. We're going to you type of thing. Right. Cause I'm, cause yes, he's in division. He's comfortable. He knows the teams. He understands the pitchers. I understand the Rockies, wanting him. And I understand every team in the major leagues wanting Cody Bellinger, former MVP, young player in his prime that you think you get him in your building, you'll fix type of thing. But for Cody Bellinger, he has all those teams out there wanting him. And the last thing I want is to be a Rocky right now or a national or any of those bottom dwelling teams. I want to be on a team that's on the come up and that's going to pay me good market value. And just like Jose Abreu, I don't need to go to the team that's offering me the most money. I got a couple dollars. I'm looking for the real check after this year where I'm going to break the bank. Absolutely. My bad, Rusted. I, I did read his uh, Andres Galarraga and uh, Bichette take, but I did not read his super chat, uh, which I appreciate. So thank you very much. Uh, Rusted for the super chat. Bam, 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 bam. Uh, I'll miss Pito like he was family. Have a great holiday, guys. Sox fans, you and Jose all deserve better than this organization hey, in there. And also our guy, uh, Baloney, saying, uh, just getting out of work. Happy Thanksgiving, fellas. I'm thankful for Dylan Cease. Second half, Aloy. And that's about it. We could throw Jose Abreu in there like Rusted is saying. So appreciate Rusted. Appreciate you, Baloney. Al Rad as well. Al was in here 12 minutes before we were. Uh, Al beat us into, in, into this YouTube chat before we did. Our guy, who your daddy who's a diehard as well kpw is always supporting us fred as well we appreciate all of you guys on this thanksgiving or thanksgiving we'll thank we're thankful for you and i guess chris bryant's thankful for dick monfort <laughs> always i mean goodness always gracious. thankful for dick Can- <laughs> kansas kansas men's basketball thankful for dick grady dick had a great game today i did see that uh i'm not thankful for him because i hate kansas but uh we are always grateful for dick though um <laughs> yes I I I don't I think Chris Bryant in that situation like he didn't see a market really where Colorado was. Colorado was overpaying and God bless Chris Bryant. Take the deal that people are offering you instead of another deal for a team that's got a little bit more visibility, but I don't think you'll see that again because that move wasn't congruent with what they did the year before and the year before where they signed Nolan Arenado to the long-term deal. And then the year later, they trade him away for pennies on the dollar, right. even though he was still a champion as player, as you saw him finish third in the NL MVP voting this year. And they just let Trevor Story go. It was like, all right, peace and real. Deuces. Not and then trade in you. that offseason, they're like, let's go and get a big superstar and pay him a bunch of money. And I don't know if Chris Bryant's a superstar. He used to be. He was a former MVP also. And they just gave him a bunch of money. And I don't think anybody was in the neighborhood of where – they were going to be paying Chris Bryant. And so Chris is like, fuck that. I'm taking that deal. That's right. the deal kind of I wanted back in the day. And I'm, and and I'm so closer seven to seven years. Yeah. Was it 23 or 25 million a year? Uh, 
182 for seven. So whatever that math is. Yeah, it's just a ridiculous amount of money. And if they do that for Cody Bellinger and Cody Bellinger takes that deal, I wouldn't blame them because it's a lot of money. It's a lot of security. But also, you're going to be in anonymity for a while, kid. 127 OPS, though, for Chris Bryant. Five home runs, but <laughs> pretty nice slash line. 306, 376, 475. Not bad for KB. We played like 40 games. Yeah, not not a lot. That, that's kind of the sad thing. Uh, yeah. And the CHGO Chris cast is pos- popping off. The Chris Bryant. We're, this has become DNVR Rockies. Hey, Boy, trade them to the White Sox in a see. second. Hey, if the White Sox got Chris Bryant, would you want him? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I was trying to manifest that. All right, we have the Bears one. We have the Cubs one. We have the Bulls one. Or we do have the Rockies one in here. Blackhawks. Black Sky, Sky. Yeah. Oh, there, hey, there's me. That's um after dark. No, red. No, we fire. don't have the. Oh, we don't have the Rockies. Oh, okay. No. All right. Um, I guess this is just the White Sox show. Uh, let's We're get back to see You would, you would does... want, you would want Chris Bryant on the White Sox, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, I was trying to manifest it the last trade deadline. Uh, when they got Nick Madrigal from the Cubs, they traded with the Cubs. They just got Nick Madrigal and uh the reliever Tapera Tempura. Um, so. I was pretty bummed that they didn't go out and get Bryant for the end of 2021 just because he could play left field. He could play third base. He could play first base. I was trying to scout him for second base, too. Um, I would have left Chris Bryant on the White Sox without a doubt. Um, But I don't know. The injuries would concern me, so I wouldn't want him for 182. I'll tell you that much. I, I wouldn't want him for that much money. But one of, uh, 20, one of those 26 million years are gone already, Sean. They've just paid oh. 26 million for 40 plus games, whatever he did. Only Chris, six like, more years left. Oh, that was awesome. He had twins, though. He had congratulations to Chris. And during the season, him and his wife had another kid. So it was good. To, he had a closer trip back to Las Vegas from Colorado. So I guess that was important to him, too. And uh, six six more years. What? He's got the, the term of a congressman. Yeah, your representative. What what is that? I don't know. About six. That's years. a that's a that's a senator. A senator. Yeah. Senator. So yeah, Chris Bryant's got a Senate term in, in Colorado. All right, let's uh, go to some kind of. I mean, it's it's a little bit of a White Sox discussion. We'll put a little bit of a White Sox discussion on this. I do want to give a shout out to our guy Luke Stuckmeyer of CHGO Cubs because uh, they talked about the Hunter Renfro trade, where the Brewers traded Hunter Renfro to the Angels for junk, um, and then. Uh, Luke on the CHGO Cubs show said they should start a slogan. Come see our junk with the Brewers logo. So, Hey, come see the Brewers junk, but what do you make a Hunter Renfro? And does this leave the door open for a Colton Wong trade? I, well, firstly, Hunter Renfro, I feel sad for him. Like every single year he gets traded 2019. He was in San Diego for his last year, the fourth of his years in San Diego. Then he goes to Tampa for the, Shortened season, luckily, only plays 40 games in Tampa and, you know, goes to the World Series, I think, that year. Um, Boston for one year in 2021 and then Milwaukee in 2022. And now he's on the Angels. He's doing a whole, like, West Coast, then East Coast, then back up north to the East Coast and the Central, and then back out uh, back out West. So I feel sorry for the guy. If he has family Goodness gracious, all this movement is ridiculous because <laughs> he produces like he's an yeah. old school slugger, like maybe not in the Rob Deere mold, but in that same vein, he doesn't hit as many home runs, but about a 30 home run guy a year and plays a solid enough right field, has a right fielder's arm to play right field. So I think it's a solid move for the Angels. I mean, if he stays healthy, which he has done for the most of his career, he will do and put up numbers out there in Anaheim 
and do well for that team and then get traded next year. So he's got to get traded back to the East. So somewhere in the East Coast, he'll be traded. Maybe a Brave next year if, uh, you know, Matt Olsen gets hurt. Or, or not yeah. Matt Olsen, if uh, Acuna gets hurt in right field. Yeah, who's your daddy saying Runfro always seems on the move, like you were saying, pointing out that 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 tracking pattern. Um, but for a guy that's top 20 since 2017 in home runs, 153, more than Cody Bellinger, more than Jose Abreu, more than Anthony Rizzo, more than Reese Hoskins, more than Trevor Story, Pete Alonso, Javier Baez, Rafael Desert Devers. It's Cody, or uh, it's a uh, it's Hunter Renfro. So uh, I don't know. It's it's a pretty shocking move there. Uh, I just I just never realized he was he was that powerful or he had that that much stuff because the OPS plus, uh, you know, it's not eye popping, but it's not bad since 2017, 110. Uh, he had kind of a down year uh, in Tampa of all places, but. Outside of that, he's been a real good player. So I, I like the Angels pickup there. And the funny thing is, he, he looks like Mike Trout. You see yeah, all those so my, pictures? Yeah, somebody brought a KPW. The Angels now have Mike Trout and Mike Trout's stunt double. <laughs> right. So that that's what I'd like to see. They could put Joe Adele in left field. They could put, is Cole Calhoun still on the Angels? Or they could no, put Otani. He's, he's, he's bad at being a Texas Ranger. He was one of the oh, worst okay. fe- players in baseball last year, Cole Calhoun. That's the big dog for you. He's he's my guy. Um, but uh, so you put Otani in right, and then you could have Mike Trout be in center, but Hunter Renfro can just run out behind him and play actual defense. You know what I'm saying? And like mm-hmm. when they cut to the camera, they just cut to him quick and just be like, "Oh, look, Mike Trout caught the ball." But it's actually Hunter Renfro. Um, but he's just standing behind Trout the, uh, each time, so Trout doesn't get hurt, and this way the Angels can win more games. Um, anyways, that's the pick of the week. Uh, that's what the uh, Angels did. They got the DraftKings pick of the week. Hunter Renfro, uh, shout out to Hunter Renfro uh, for being a new angel. And again, if you want to sign up for DraftKings, use code CHGO when you sign up. Bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Uh, pick of the week, if you're looking for an underdog, if you're looking for an upset this week in the NFL, I like the Jaguars at plus 160. The Jaguars can throw the ball. The Jaguars can move the ball. And the Ravens kind of have a weakness there and they struggled a little bit with the saints. They struggled even with the Panthers. I think the Jaguars with a competent quarterback in Trevor Lawrence, they got some good running backs. Shout out to Steven's guy. Uh, what's his face from ISU? Uh, James Robinson, James Robinson, my guy. There you go. Shout out to James Robinson. I think the Jags can get it done. So if you want to test it out, new customer, sign up with code CHGO, bet $5 on any NFL money line and get $150 in free bets if your team wins. That's DraftKings pick of the week. And next up, always loving picking up Chi-Town Cornhole boards. Uh, we love the boards that we use at our tailgate, next tailgate on December 4th versus the Packers at 830 on Roosevelt, Michigan. Check out allchgo.com for more info. Diehards get 20% off. Um, but Chi-Town Cornhole, if you come out to the tailgate, you can see the quality of these boards. They're the number one cornhole provider for Chicagoland and Illinois since 2007. Their signature box style design can be digitally printed, covered in vinyl, and painted. And their cornhole boards come in with built-in drink holders recessed in on the back, LED lights that light up the hole, and exterior handles for easy carrying. I was able to carry both boxes in my hand, and they're sturdy boxes but the handles make it so easy to carry these very sturdy boxes. You'd think they probably weigh about 30 pounds. 
The handles make them very easy to carry around and store. And they also have handcrafted scorekeepers on the back. They're veteran owned and operated and they can ship anywhere and offer local pickups. So this holiday season, check out Chi-Town Cornhole for the tailgater, the back you barbecuer in your life and go to their website, chitowncornhole.com to place an order and make sure to follow them on Instagram at Chi-Town Custom Cornhole Boards. All right. And your guy, Cole Calhoun. My guy. Negative 1.5 war, B war. He was 196, 257, 330. You know what that makes him? Worse than Leary Garcia. Nope. Natural White Sox. Hey, I would love it. I mean, left-handed, a guy who can play right field. Oh, my God. Rick's already on the phone with his agency. I got it. I got it. Your Charlotte Knight outfield. Cole Calhoun and Jason Hayward. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. You got a gold <laughs> glover and the big dog, Cole Calhoun. Also, Steven, you, you're going to pop up and give me a thumbs up yeah, for the yeah. James Robinson thing, but he's on the Jets. You're not going to hey, tell I, me that he's on I, the Jets? I'm marking the ad reads. I got the time in there. I put in the private chat. You got that one wrong. He's on the Jets now. They had to trade him to the Jets. When did that happen? The Travis Etienne's still there. He's falling out right now. Melvin yeah, Gordon right. now, a Jaguar, if you want to talk about a different running back. Yeah, yeah because uh, like that Breeze guy got hurt early Breeze in Hall, the season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it got hurt in the end season, so they had needed a, a person. And Travis Etienne was coming back this year fresh after his hurt in his rookie year, and so yeah. they're like, "We want Etienne get most of the get, uh, most of the rock, and then get that garbage ISU garbage up to." Hey, 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 hey! It's future bear James Robinson. He's a free agent. Oh boy! The year. I, uh, I, I, I hate seeing people get injured, but I traded Brees Hall to my dad in fantasy, and oh boy, uh, that the next week he got injured, and I felt real good about it. Um, Feel bad for Brees Hall, but felt good for my fantasy team. All right, uh, let's go into the final little thing here, and it is on the Fangraphs zip projection. Mm. And the Fangraphs zip projection is usually, uh, you know, a little bit down than what we are. It goes through every percentile of the White Sox season, right? If they have their 100th percentile season, if they hit their max, like in 2005, can they win 95 games and make it to the postseason? But they also go to the zero percentile, right? If everyone's getting hurt again, what would their record be? And they simulate this thousands and thousands of times. Dan Simborski, the senior writer over at Fangraphs, does these Zips projections. So make sure to check out Fangraphs.com and support their work too if you're looking for uh, something this holiday season to give some money to. Um, that is not the screenshot I wanted. Okay. That's fine. Timestamps is fine. Uh, Timestamps <laughs> are fine. We love, we love, time, love timestamps. We love Mark Burley. Mercy. Um, I'm, I tried to send it to Steven, and then Steven's uh, computer was downloaded. So yeah. then we got to go to this one. But the Zips projection is projecting the Guardians to finish in first place, the Twins to finish in second place, and the White Sox to finish at 76 and 86, the Royals at 74 and 88, and the Tigers at 70 and 92, Guardians at 82 and 80, Twins at 81 and 81. Sox have a 14.7% chance to win the division right now. That's just shocking, no? not really because they're doing it on the current roster and as we've gone over many times no production for jose rayu like you don't have a right fielder really you don't have a second baseman and the starting pitching thing is a mess right now with davis martin being penciled in as the fifth starter as we're starting the year right now so it's not shocking that they have the number where it was because last year i think they had the number at like 88 wins and the White Sox ended up in 81 wins. So they're seven off. They wouldn't even hit that. And I remember looking at those zip projections, like White Sox had 88 wins after coming off a 90 plus win season the year before. Come on now, Zips, what are you doing out here? Actually, Zips was a, 
out here inflating the White Sox for the most part. And so I don't see it as a bad thing for the currently constituted team. No, I don't see the White Sox winning 80 games. I know they're going to change. I know they're going to get more players. And also, I think he made a good point in the article where he's saying this year you're getting less on fewer games versus the division opponents. So I think 12 versus each of your division opponents instead of the 19 you had before. So we all know that the AL Central was the weakest of the divisions mostly. And so now you're going to be playing the Yankees, the Astros, the Padres, the Dodgers. You can play every team in the major leagues now. And you won't be getting fed on supposedly the Kansas City Royals of the world. And the White Sox like, what? Getting fed? That team's hard as hell. That's the best team in baseball right there. What are you guys talking about? But you won't be losing the season series 10 to 9 to the Kansas City Royals. It'll be more like 7 to seven to 5 this year. So right. I think that factors into also the 76 wins that they have the White Sox down for for 2023. I know moves need to be made, but I don't see it as an egregious thing that he put it 76 in, what, 83 or 86. Yeah, and again, it's it's all the projections, and AJ's asking, is the trade machine running those projections too? <laughs> but we look at uh, the projections from 2022 and before the season in 2022, Zips had the White Sox winning 88 games. And I think most Sox fans looked like that at like, what the, what the hell? Like we all predicted them to win 90 um, when we used our human projections. And the Zips projection was off by seven games. Unfortunately, it was seven games in the other way, and the White Sox didn't win 88 games. They only won 81. So I don't know. I, th- I think it's definitely possible for the White Sox to win 76 games. If they have a bad offseason. It could be possible that they win 70 games. Like It could be a real ugly season if things go really wrong for the Sox. Thankfully, not a lot of moves have been made yet, so we can't really be too, you know, oh, why haven't they done X or Y or Z yet? Um, but doesn't give me a lot of hope. Uh, and as uh, Rusted says, I think right here, World Series contenders don't cancel fan festivals and cut payroll. This is White Sox baseball kids. Been this way my entire life, aside from 2005 to 2008. Letting Burley go is letting Pito go. Uh, and letting Pito and Cueto leave with 7 plus war. They haven't done it yet. And maybe Cueto is a guy that they end up bringing back because he has a connection to Griffel and he has a connection to Cats. So Maybe Cueto's a guy that comes back as well because maybe he's a little bit more in their price range. But if they really go south, if they don't make those additions, and even if they play with more energy, I could see 76 being the truth because this team isn't extremely talented. And I think they, the general manager overrates their talent. He thinks that he's going to be able to make a trade, but you know we saw that wasn't able to come for, to fruition at this trade deadline. So um, I'd be, I wouldn't be really shocked if the White Sox won 76 games in 2023. I would be shocked. I would be dismayed if they win only 76 games. I know I said that they're, you know, this is what they are, but also I go into every year saying maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Rusted is wrong. Rusted seems like a White Sox fan, like I'm a White Sox fan. You know, re- a realist, loves the team to death, is not going anywhere, but also like when spring happens and you're out there in Glendale, you're watching games, you're like, man, Damn, Jose is good when not this year. Uh, Andrew's good. Damn it. Aloy's so damn good. So is Luis. Man, that pitch of staff is pretty solid. And you get you, you talk yourself into they can win this damn thing. And you know, they're just as good as the Yankees, the Astros. And they start playing games like son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm Charlie Brown again. I'm fucking going for the thing. And the White Sox are Lucy. And the football is actual good uh 
playing? Is Rick Going holding? Is Rick Lucy? Is Pedro Lucy? Is South Paul Lucy? Is it Steve Stone? Who is Lucy? I think it's the White Sox front office is Lucy. So the all foot- all two of the two of them, Ken and yeah. Rick, are holding the ball. Yeah, the the football is competent organization, winning organization, and we're like, oh, we're running to it. Finally, we get to kick that through the the uprights. Nah, snatch it every time. Snatch oh, and- it. Even even then too, it's like the, the they'll get lucky and they'll pull the ball away from you. But even when they both try to pull the ball away, it'll be like they both pull it at the same time. So then they end up just kicking. You just end up <laughs> kicking their their hands basically, and the ball goes nowhere. Um, and and nothing. Or even worse, it's like when that happens, you kick it a little bit, and the other team is right there to take it, and they take it back for a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, with Brett Favre's first pass where he gets blocked at the uh, at, at the at the line, but instead of coming back to Brett Favre, it's picked up by the linebacker and taken to the house. Uh, anyways, that's going to be it for the CHGO White Sox podcast. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at ActorMall23. Thank you to Steven Nicholas for producing this show. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. We are very, very thankful for everyone in the chat. Fred, Rusted, Who's Your Daddy, Al, uh, our guy AJ, uh, the other AJ, AJ Mithin as well, uh, KPW, Uh, I know Canada already had their Thanksgiving, but I hope you guys have a good Thursday. (laughs) Anyways, that's good. I learned that from uh, how I met your mother. That they had a different. Yeah. That they have Thanksgiving in October. Let's go to the mall. eh? Um, Anyways. Great song. Happy. Colby Smolders. Killing it. Uh, Robin Sparkles. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I still got it on the brain. Anyways. Uh, Thank you very much for watching the CHGO White Sox podcast. We will talk to you on Friday. Janice will be joining us, and we'll have a Black Friday sale. So make sure you join us at 4 p.m. live here on the CHGO Sports YouTube channel. Enjoy your holiday. Go Sox.